and welcome to Goatman's Gorge. I'm Casey. I'm Kiran. And I'm Joe. And that concludes our moment of silence to open the show. <laughs> yeah, so the, today is a special day. Today is an important day in the history of, uh, you know, society. Uh, we got a lot of live in a society, too, don't we? <laughs> we do. We do. You know, you can't really argue with that. Uh, a lot of things happen uh, on this day in history. Uh, you know, at Goatman's Gorge, we like to make sure that we recognize uh, important historical events that have happened. You know, we like to keep it topical as well. Keep we it, do. You know, really relevant. And we do. We do. So, today, on this very day, in 1870, a Franco-British expeditionary force burned a palace, a summer palace, to the ground in Beijing. Yeah, that was a big L. Um, well, for some. Probably not the, the Franco-British expeditionary force. Yeah, they're probably having a field day. I would imagine. Um, so, yeah, that's a fun fact. That is a fun fact. <laughs> um, well, not really not really fun, but... Well, it is a fact. It is a I fact. Think at this point, we can call it a fun fact, right? <laughs> like, once, like, everyone who knew everyone who knew anyone is dead, I feel like at a certain point it's like, <laughs> you know what, it's fine. It's past, like, the statute of you can make you can make historical jokes about tragedies, you know. Oh Very fair. God. Like, I mean, who's gonna get up in arms about making a bubonic plague joke? Like, that's true. Play, I can say plague jokes are very funny uh, when they especially deal with the bubonic plague of plagues. Mm. Um, those bubons are quite. Though. Those bubons, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Germanic like group. You've got the Teutons. No, okay. Uh, not not to derail us too much. I just have to ask all the thoughts on my head. Like, what are our uh, our uh, general thoughts on plagues? Like, I I'm just curious. You know the vibes. Hmm. They're quite a strange thing in that they don't seem to happen with any like. There doesn't seem to be much like rhyme or reason to them. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know any other like great plagues other than the bubonic? I mean, like, like the Spanish flu epidemic. I suppose. Yeah. Like. I don't know. Is there any like definition of a plague as opposed to a different like epidemic, or do we, is it just that we don't use the word plague anymore? I, I think it's that we don't use plague. I That's quite disappointing, I have to say. I also <laughs> if we talked about the Great Plague of 1919, that would have been much more dramatic. The Great. Uh, I also That's wonder true. if it's because a plague tends to be more localized, like it literally wipes out everybody in a certain area, whereas an epidemic kind of. What would have been? A little bit would it have been like? The Ebola plague, though, or the Ebola virus plague, because that was pretty localized. And that's contagious. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, because it's not like the bubonic plague was localized. Like the reason it was famous is because it spread, it spread. across, that's like that's basically true. all of like Eurasia. That's true, but at the same time, a lot of it was centralized to Europe, and at that point, Europe really wasn't multiple countries. It was just sort of one big super Europe. I mean, not actually, but like sort of. The Holy Roman Empire begs to differ. (laughs) I bet 218 different principalities. (laughs) I bet more countries that exist now. (laughs) Can you imagine, like, the entire world is just the Holy Roman Empire? Like, Like it's the new UN. It's like the world government, (laughs) except it's the Holy Roman Empire. So it's just like... It's just one guy who gets elected emperor. There's a shiny crown. like, seven... Like electors that are all like Austria and like different like German principalities. Oh, no one else funny. can vote because of tradition. And it's like the permanent members of the Security Council. They won't let anyone else in because they all have veto power, basically. Really, mm-hmm. just one big old king. Yeah. That'd yeah. be a good meme. But he can't do anything. No. no. He just kind of has to like show up at like state functions. And like he can go to the diet sometimes and be like, hello. Please do something. They can be like, haha, no, because we don't have an army. Everybody's just like sputtering and coughing back at him because that's all they can do because they're all plague infested. All right. Wait, is this, yeah. a, is this a 2019 Holy Roman Empire where we're having plagues as well? You know what? Why not? Anything okay. goes. Well, I mean, I guess that happens from time to time. You guys want to look this up? Well, so. Are, are you. Casey. Yes. Are you familiar with any games? See, this. I feel like this is a trick question, because I feel like I'm about to be asked if I have indeed participated in rituals to hail the Dark Lord. But I don't know. Maybe that's just my sneaking suspicions, Joe. I don't know why you would have a feeling like that, Casey. I I really don't. That's kind of a strange thing to think, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, as part of, like, the creepypasta and, like, urban legend culture, one of the things is, like, uh, rituals that go around the Internet. 
And uh, one of the more famous ones. This is, is notably our, our actual topic. I, I got us derailed, please. We're not talking about that. Surprise. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're spooky, but not like that. Not spooky, spooky enough. I mean, we they kind of die. We may come back to plagues later, though. We'll do it. If we'll time do. permits. If time permits. Yeah, so this is one of the more uh, famous ones. It's called the Midnight Game. Um, I'm, I'm currently uh, looking at a, this on a website called The Ghost in My Machine, which is a fun name. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this, this, is, this is a website quite famous for, uh, like, uh, conglomerating a lot of these rituals. And this is actually one of the more famous ones. It's one of those ones where it's just one person. Um, like, other famous rituals of this type are, like, the ones uh, where you invite a doll to be possessed, the, like, one-person hide-and-seek. Uh, this is quite a similar one in a sense. Um, it's like one of those one-person things where you essentially invite some kind of entity into your house, and you try and play a game with it for unclear reasons. Um, it's interesting in that this this um, game is not one where you really win anything at the end. Um, there's not really any kind of benefit. Yeah, it feels like there's no reward to any of these except you have some bad some dreams. Of the, some of these have some stuff where it's like if you win you're blessed with luck or like mm. you'll get some item or you'll like be able to ask someone some questions and get some esoteric knowledge. Well, but, be good, I guess. Yeah, so the kind of like pseudo lore that's not substantiated by anything in the entire world is that this was like a pagan ritual as like a punishment that people were like forced to play this game if they were blasphemous. And it's um, essentially, basically, the ritual involves um, writing your name on a piece of paper and then putting your blood on it, which is generally considered in the um, kind of lore of this kind of stuff to be some pretty serious shit. Um, you know, any kind of ritual with blood is considered to be, like, pretty, pretty up there as far as the intensity goes. Sure. Because you're kind of... In, it's viewed as kind of like exposing yourself, like in a very direct way. You're saying, "Here I am. Here's some of like my my essence, my literal lifeblood." Um, yeah. Then you also turn off every light in your home. Just going through the directions here. Um, then you light like I think it's a black candle. Right, right. Okay. It's actually just a normal candle in this one. So you light a candle and then you knock on a door. And then you blow out the candle and relight the candle. So wow. basically, I'm really living on the edge, Kira. It's 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 a very it's a kind of simple ritual. Um, you knock on the door 22 times, which is interesting. Um, I feel like that makes it a bit more spooky than the usual uh, tropes of like the mocking the, the Holy Trinity, Trinity yeah. thing. Um, because it's I guess it, I guess it makes sense considering this is meant to be more pagan and like old yeah. god stuff yeah. rather than like. Christian demonic, which I guess is fun. That's always a good time. It's, it switches good, things up. Good, good, good to switch things up. I mean, I have yet to see any like uh, fun, like Hindu, like demon summoning rituals. Yeah, I feel right. like that'd be good to get some diversity in. I imagine they'd have some good ones. I feel like polytheistic religions would have some good, good rituals that would, you know, really invite some good. I know demons of a good in. book in the Wheaton College Library stacks actually about uh, like uh, Burmese Buddhist exorcism rituals. Which oh, are it's quite interesting. Pretty spooky. So yeah. if you would like to write in to us, um, please leave a note within that copy of that book within the Wheaton Library, and um, we'll get back to you within the next uh, four to six months. Yeah, yeah find it. it. It's it's relatively easy to find. It has like I think it's tope with like what, what's it what's it called, Joe? You gotta. It's called uh, something to the effect of uh, Burmese exorcism rituals. All right. Well. You, there you have it, Wheaton. Leave us a note, and we'll eventually get back to you within four to six uh, business months. <coughs> so we may have to retract our uh, appreciation of the lack of uh, threes, as oh basically you're supposed to walk around your house with your candle lit, and if it goes out, you must light it within the next ten seconds. You need to keep doing this until 3.33 a.m., and you're supposed to start before midnight. So you need to basically walk around your house with a candle in the dark for three and a half hours. That sounds literally like the most miserable thing ever. There's no way the payoff for this. Could and be if that the good. candle goes out and you don't relight it with it, you need to relight it. And if you don't, you die. Um, huh. Well, see, that just kind of takes away from it, in my opinion. It's like if there's one of these caveats where it's like if you don't do this thing, you'll die. That just really takes the wind out of the ritual because I like I feel like it takes the mystery out. Yeah. There's, there's no like oh it'll invite an evil entity into yeah. the world. There's yeah. no ambiguity to it, and yeah. it's quite it'd be quite verifiable. Yeah, I feel like you'd hear about, like, oh, a bunch of dumb people did this thing on the internet and got got by a demon. Yeah, we found, like, 20 teenagers dead, all with candles, unlit. 
Like, like, like yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That was just like, I mean, they can check search histories nowadays. You know, yep. they can be like, oh, they had these directions up on their computer. I'm like, yeah. And honestly, too, at that point, like, I got nothing to lose. I'm just like, like, the candle goes out, and I'm like, well, like, n- I, I know what's going to happen. Like, come at me, demon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. <coughs> or conversely, you know, nothing happens, and... And the entire thing is pointless, and you realize you've wasted three hours of your day or your night. You know, you could have yeah. been sleeping in that time. You could have been, you yeah, know, like really reading. You could have learned to whittle. You yeah. could have learned to whittle. You could have read about the the Franco-British Expeditionary Force in China mm-hmm. and what they were doing there in 1870 and you why they ended up burning down a summer yeah, palace. You rebuilt you the summer palace. You could have burned down the summer palace. <laughs> you could have probably burned down and rebuilt the summer palace, depending <laughs> on how intricate of a palace it was. <laughs> Indeed. You could have certainly built, like, a small-scale model out of, like, balsa wood in the same way they make model airplanes. Out of, like, yeah. toothpicks. Toothpicks <laughs> and marshmallows, like yeah. People come in, and then they're like, you said you were doing a demonic ritual. What are you doing? You're like, I'm building the summer palace out of toothpicks I now. decided to be more productive. <laughs> and then you can give it back to the Chinese government as a gift. You know, you can, you can return it to them, and you can say... This is on behalf of the Franco-British Expeditionary Force, which burned down your old one in 1870. Okay, it has a white phosphorus charge into it, so when they open it, it just immediately starts burning. Then Xi Jinping awards you, like, a Medal of Freedom and then promptly takes it away <laughs> for re-burning down. Do you think Xi Jinping would give a Medal of Freedom? I don't think freedom is considered a good I value so. in China. A Medal of Honor. A Medal of, of you gave me a palace. <laughs> and then it's revoked once the palace is burnt. The thing is, you have to play the country before it is. That's yeah. the challenge. It's like the Midnight Man. That's the real game. game. It's the most dangerous game. It's yeah. You giving have China to. an explosive gift and then fleeing the country. <laughs> See, these are the kinds of demonic games you're talking about. And this Huron, continue. Continue on your tale. Okay. So, so this ritual is described as the invitation welcomes an entity known as the Midnight Man into, inside your home. The goal of the game is to avoid meeting the Midnight Man in the dark. Continually moving about your home will make it more difficult for him to find you. Should you stop moving at any point, he will catch you. Um, accounts differed as to what befalls players caught by the Midnight Man. Some claim he will induce a hallucination of your worst fear until the end of the claim, uh, until the end of the game. Others claim he will remove your organs one by one. That Both sounds awesome. Are to be avoided at all costs. Does he do the organs in order from least importance to greatest? Does he like start with the appendix and gallbladder? Because he like takes out my heart first. Yeah, yeah sure. He the can, heart, like he can take shirt. the spleen later. Like I mean, I'm an organ donor. I don't care as long as I'm dead. Like, do what you want. Like yeah, I mean, I don't know. Or is it just random? It's kind of weird. That's very different states. Like one of them is just being a little scared. The other one is literally being dismembered. I mean, I like, I like different. I like the ambiguity in mm-hmm. these kind of things because it makes it kind of like more believable. Yeah, like it yeah. makes it less like clinical. If it's like, oh, this is, you do this, this happens, and then this happens. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no mystery, there's no kind of mm-hmm. sense of anything. Yeah. But, you know. Certainly the ambiguity is most of what tends to make these sort of things spooky. It's the sort of, you know, what if? Like, what if, you know, I've invited some evil entity into my home, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, what phrase, happens the next? The phrasing is quite fun, too. And the Midnight Man, like, you're trying to avoid him? Like, mm-hmm. that's just kind of spooky. The phrase, avoid meeting the Midnight Man in the dark, is a fun one. Yeah, that mm. sounds horrifying. Like, can you imagine you just run into a person, you're like, excuse me, uh, sir, sir? Like, you're in my house, and he's just, like, standing there. Like, he's like, well, now's organ harvesting time. It's, or- it's organ harvesting season. <laughs> it's harvesting. Harvesting. <laughs> Let's give a shout-out to uh, the Wheaton College of Public Safety. Just walk by. Like to say hello if you're listening. Hello. Um, I don't know if you are. Or the state. <laughs> Imagine like they come by, they like tap on the windows. They're like, yeah, you guys gotta stop. <laughs> I was thinking that though. We'll, what we'll if like the door and do like a rebel like pirate radio broadcast? Yeah. I don't know. I was just we, thinking, like, what if Siege Jinping got to them? You know, they heard us. Already knows. I'm sure that there are some big, big Chinese donors to the college. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I there mean, definitely gotta be, right? I mean, there are probably to every college. I mean, I know that Xi Jinping is listening in to me. Like, I just know that that's. Oh, undoubtedly. And we have to say, Xi Jinping, congratulations on being associated with an icon as beloved as Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. That is really the kind of association that any politician would love to have. You know, I loved Winnie the Pooh as a child. I thought I it was like, I thought it was like such a lovely story. I had the book with all the illustrations, the little ribbon, you know. Wait, okay, so Kieran, what happens after like this whole Midnight Man thing? Like, when does this end, or does it okay, never so end? Okay, so well, it ends at three thirty-three, right? So indications of the Midnight Man are n- near include 
but are not limited to the following. So it's a real legalese here. I like this. Uh, sudden drops in temperature, the sound of a soft whisper with no discernible source, <laughs> the appearance of a humanoid figure within the darkness. <laughs> like, can you imagine just walking around with, like, flickering candlelight and you just see, like, just the shape of a person? Oh, that just gave me, like, the chills. Yeah, And then, I like, a that. candle goes, and then your candle just goes out, oh, and you're, like, no. frantically trying oh, to light it. no. D- d- fun fact, I cannot light a match. Uh, it's bad. You're dead. I know. I'm yeah. dead I, should, I just probably walk around with a girl lighter, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> have, like, a blowtorch. <laughs> it's like flamethrower. It's like, it's like, it's like once like upon a time <laughs> in Hollywood. <laughs> Yeah, Elon Musk, if you're listening, uh, please send your flamethrowers to 26 East Main Street. Uh, care of Goatman's Gorge. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, yeah, so should you experience any of the first three occurrences, leave the area immediately. Should you oh, experience the fourth occurrence, following the previously given instructions, uh, relighting the candle in the next sentence, 10 seconds, will keep the Midnight Man temporarily at bay. Should you fail to perform this action correctly, the circle of salt will do the same. Wait, what's the fourth thing? Uh, the fourth is your candle going out. Oh, so if your okay. candle goes out, relight it within the next te- ten seconds, or if you can't do that, do a circle of salt. Do not fail to do either. There are no known methods to abort the game. What if you leave your house? Um, I don't know. At 3.33 a.m., the Midnight Man will leave your home. After he has left, he may safely end the game. I don't know... I mean, he might get you at the exits, depending on how many exits there are. and Or it may just leave your house infested with the Midnight Man, which mm. is also subpar. Yeah, that's not great. Can you that's imagine, true. like, you leave, you, like, go to Burger King or something, because you're like, I can't do the same one, and then you come back, and he's still there, and you're like, oh, this stupid house guest, like, you can't have get to, rid like, of give this him, like, a notice of eviction. Yeah, and then you yeah. just, like, then you just, like starts claiming, like, squatters' yeah. rights, and then you have to, like, go to court, and there's, like, a lengthy battle. The yeah. Midnight Man gets his Midnight Man lawyer team to come <laughs> in, and it's, like, a crack legal team. And you have, like, an appointed public defender, and it's costing you hell in legal fees. It goes on for, like, several months, and you give up, and you offer to sell him the house. <laughs> and then he haunts your new house that you buy with, like, your very limited funding options that you have left. Then, then you give up, you move to Alabama, you buy a firearm, you utilize Castle Doctrine to shoot the Midnight Man when he comes onto your property, then you go to jail for manslaughter charge, and you have to go into another protracted legal battle to avoid jail time. <laughs> I mean, there, there are a lot of consequences. And the U.S. government gets, starts getting pressured by the consulate of the Midnight Man's government to prosecute you for the manslaughter. And it just becomes a whole thing. Whole so mess. it's really best to just kind of stick it out and make sure it ends, you know, and that he goes home. Oh, also, this is just a reminder, too, that you are listening to WCCS 96.5 Wheaton College Radio in Norton, Massachusetts, and that this is Goatman's Gorge. In case anyone was horribly confused by that. Yeah, you were like, why isn't, like, the music program I normally listen to, like, why are they, why is What's the music happening so with bad? the news today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, <coughs> I need answers to my tax question. Where can I find them? Casey, that's you. Need answers? Try our interactive tax assistant on irs.gov forward slash ITA. Simply select your tax questions, provide your information, and it gives you answers. Also, check our help and resources page and try our online tax map. 5,000 tax topics from A to Z. Plus, you can access forms, publications, in a variety of formats. That has been your public service announcement from Wheaton College Radio, Goatman's Gorge. I have to be honest, Joe. I feel like coughing. I was expecting a tuberculosis advisory. Well, you know, those aren't necessarily contradictory. Um, so like you need to file your taxes even if you do have tuberculosis? You do indeed, and I think the IRS probably has, you know, their tuberculosis arm on the case. So I'm just going to make sure that they're, you know, adequately enforcing their tuberculosis policy, which has been, you know, for some reason uh, put under the jurisdiction of the IRS. Can you imagine the IRS knocks on your door and then you're like, oh, my God, like, it's the IRS. Like, they're going to take all my money. And they're, like, mandating that you do tuberculosis screening. And then they do that and then leave. And then, like, call you for the next month, like, every day being like, do you feel okay? <laughs> That'd be quite terrifying. Yeah, right? That would. Okay, so there's some other rules for this game. This is actually one of the more famous games. Which is fun. I'll see if I can, we'll see if we can move on to the old uh, doll game after we do some uh, oh, yeah. post-game analysis. Because that one's oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, but I have a question. In regards to the salt, it's either the salt or the candle? 
And then if the candle goes out, do you have 10 seconds to put down the salt circle? Well, you've got 10 seconds to light the candle, and then if that fails, you do the salt circle. Because the so salt circle's like like the kind of like trump card. It's like the last means. It's like you're saying, all right, well, can't do the candle thing, so I'm just going to sit in a salt circle where you can't get in. Does that restart the 10 seconds? No. At that point, you just kind of try and wait it out in the salt circle. So thing. I guess that's the best way to, like, abort the game, though, would just be lay down yeah. salt circle, like, five like, minutes after like it starts to sit there. You can't, actually abort it, but you can do that. Yeah, imagine just sitting in a circle of salt for three and a half hours. <laughs> it's kind of terrifying, gotta yeah. say. It, it certainly You gotta, like, would. not mm -hmm. break the circle, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, getting paranoid every time you hear, like, a draft come in. Can you imagine, too, like, you're sitting there, you know he can't, like, get to you because of that salt circle, but, like, at the same time, like, y like... Oh my gosh, like, imagine the freaky things you could see, and that yeah. time, and, like, all the, like, the weird shadows and things. Oh. Especially if you're sitting in the dark, and you're approaching, like, hour three or something, oh, yeah. Yeah. at, like, 3.30 in the morning, and you're, like, just, like, a flickering candlelight. Yeah, mm -hmm. that could break a person, like, yeah, oh, so absolutely. Do not turn on any lights during the game. Um, do not use a flashlight during the game. Do not go to sleep during the game. Do not use a lighter instead of a candle during the game. Do not use a person's blood other than your own during the game. Do not attempt to leave your home during the game. Do not attempt to provoke the Midnight Man during the game. And most importantly, do not assume that the Midnight Man has left your home for good at the conclusion of the game. Oh, 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 that's a little spooky. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right, yeah. Uh, ooh, I'm, I got the heebie-jeebies, I like that. It's a good one. We should do it. Like, th here's the thing, I have... I, I would never do these things in my own home because mm -hmm. I'm not an idiot. But at the same time, like, when I'm at Wheaton, yeah. the consequences are so low. Like, I do, like, some demonic ritual in my room. Well, not my fault. Not call my res problem. Life. Like, yeah, yeah. Literally, I'll call Res Life and they'll take care of the exorcism for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, so I hear you have a roommate conflict. Like, it's like, when I'm at home, like, over the break, yeah. I'll, like, hear spooky noise, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, my home is haunted, I am yeah. possessed by a demon. I'll, like, see a weird shadow out of the corner of my eye on campus, and I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah. not my problem. <laughs> I think we've talked about, yeah. e even if, you know, there was some sort of malevolent entity, you know, you're, you're doing a ritual, something goes wrong, there's a demon in the, on the loose now, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's in a, probably a building with 100 to 200 to 300 people, and... On a college campus, you know, we're in such close proximity, we could easily get a group together that, no matter how uh, unskilled we are, we could overpower it by sheer numbers. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine, like, everybody in, like, a dorm building just, like, beating the, like, like ever-loving god it's, out it's of It's like that like scene from um, Full Metal Jacket. You just get, like, the bars of soap and socks. Yeah. Just a bunch of black, you just blackjack a demon, yeah. Yeah. You could totally, yeah. That is why. Like, think about it. I don't know. Overall, this game seems really spooky, and I don't know why anyone would do it. Like, if, if we're operating under the assumption that they all aren't complete and utter, mm -hmm. like, absurdity, you of know course. what I mean? Like, uh, understanding that there's a, uh, pretending there's a 50-50 chance that they actually were. Oh, there's right? an FAQ really? of, um, like, like, there's, like, a Q&A bit yeah. where people ask questions. And there's a, what happens if you are not able to relight your candle in 10 seconds, and you are not able to create a salt circle? You lose, he wins, I'm sorry. Oh my, oh my. That, that's real spooky. That's a little, that's a little cursed. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a, something to be said about, like, just the general, like, despair that this one just gives off. You yeah, know? there's also a thing where there are no bystanders. If you're in the building at the time, you're in the game. Huh. That's really funny, actually. Can you imagine, like, you think you're going to be a bystander, and then, like, you're scrolling through the page, you're like, oh, yeah, like, uh, this is fun, and then you see that, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. No. Good gravy. Joe, you just smacked your foot against that cabinet, and I jumped out of my skin. I don't know if you saw that, but I was oh, like, that no. is definitely the Midnight Man. The Midnight Man is coming, coming to get you. <laughs> the Midnight oh, Man to Georgia. Da, 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 da. You know, the, you know, it's like the song, "The Midnight Train to Georgia." Yeah. For the record, this is what the sound that uh, we just heard sounded like. If it was only once. Yeah, it was like that, but once. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, it was a. Uh, I 
I like the ambiguity too of like the consequences of, of meeting the Midnight Man. Like, mm-hmm. I just like how he's not like it's not like oh he is the evilest evil. It's just he's yeah. there being spooky, and you just get really spooked, and then maybe or may, maybe might not kill you. No one really knows because yeah. yeah, I think yeah, I like that one a lot. There was a yeah, there are a lot of good rituals out there. Yeah, what else mm-hmm. you got here on it? Have you found a doll one or not? Yes, I have. It's called One Man Hide and Seek. <laughs> oh, that, that already sounds like a bad idea. That, like, that does. Yeah. Like, did you ever try to play hide and seek with yourself as a kid? Most boring thing ever. Can't no, I must. I must say, I, I was never that dumb of a child. All right. Well, maybe that was me. <laughs> and I say that with absolutely no amount of pride. I think my mom's listening. She can probably attest I wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. It's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I can't attest to that, but <laughs> <laughs> I also, I also do not doubt it. Uh, you know, uh, feel free to call in. And uh, confirm whether or not Casey was, in fact, the dullest tool in the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, 508-286-5641 if you, were, if you were interested in calling in. It could be anybody who could call in, really. Yeah, I mean, you can just assess whether I'm I'm an idiot just by hearing my voice. No, like, no, not whether you are an idiot, but whether you, when you were, you were a, child, child. a child. You were yeah. as dumb as a sack of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's 508-286. Five six four one, <laughs> or you can go on the internet to goatmansgorgewcs.webs.com and fill out the contact form, which has our contact information, and we'll go straight to someone. Yeah, this is true. We'll go to someone. Um, I, in all honesty, have no clue who that will go to, but uh, I encourage you all to try so I can find out. It will go to an email address. All right, tell us about this one man, Hide okay, and Seek. so instructions for how to play a version of Hide and Seek with only one player first began appearing on Japanese horror bulletin boards during the summer of 2007. The craze spread quickly in Japan. The instructions were copied and pasted and copied again on the site after site. And YouTubers began uploading videos documenting their experiences playing it. So, I guess I, that's quite fun in that it's like a real, like, kind of early viral meme, like a yeah. real copypasta, yeah. creepypasta, yeah. I guess. 2007 as well. Like, that's a creepy time for the internet culture, you know? The yeah. internet was horrifying it was quite, in 2011, let alone 2007. Yeah. Like, oh, my. I mean, that was before Obama was elected. Oh, that's even worse. That is. George W. Bush was president. That's wild. That's th- isn't that strange to think about? Yeah. I, like, forget. I forget that he was, like, around during, like, most of, like, the 2000s. That's horrifying. Mm. That one, one man hide-and-seek and George Bush. Our contemporaries. That's not good. That, oh, yeah. also, just before we start, uh, my mother has indeed uh, confirmed that I was undoubtedly dumb as a sack of bricks as a child. Uh, we, have we would like to thank her for her contribution to our show. We have written confirmation. I guess, yeah, I guess we now have uh, confirmed. We've cleared that item up. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to all those who have helped us uh, along the way, you know. <laughs> it's been quite a journey, but we've, we've got yeah, And if you, dear listeners, have ever have any insight onto the topics that we are rambling about, uh, please, please give us some real information. Um, it is desperately needed. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, let's hide and see. Back to the top. So apparently it wasn't until 2008 that the um, instructions were first translated into English. Hmm. Um, so it could have been during Obama's That's actually even more presidency. Like the yeah. fact that like, ha- like a good no. chunk of the world had no that idea what it was. That was just and like yeah. so localized mm-hmm. too. So, as always, play at your own risk. So the requirements are fun. One stuffed doll with limbs. Mine is a potato. It has no limbs. <laughs> One sack of uncooked rice. One pair of nail clippers, one needle, one length of red thread, one sharp edge such as a knife or pair of scissors, one bathroom with bathtub, one cup of salt water, one television, one hiding place, an oh. incense or ofuda, um, which I'm guessing is a Japanese form of incense. I guess. Uh, the prelude. Um, one, using your sharp edge, cut open the doll, remove the stuffing. To replace the stuffing with dry, uncooked rice. Clip off a piece of your fingernail and place it inside the doll with the rice. That's a bit creepy. That is creepy. That's weird. That's yeah. Right. First of all, a rice stuffed doll seems creepy. No, that's like yeah. a beanbag. Have you ever yeah. had a beanbag? It's like that would be hard, though. You, like, if you hit somebody with that, that would be I, I, feel like yeah. I feel like there's something creepy about rice. I, I get that, yeah. 
have it be known that Kiran is afraid of rice. <laughs> no, there, there, there is kind of that. Did, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, especially like dry, like mm-hmm. uncooked rice. Yeah. I guess it's very symbolic of like. like there's lots of religious stuff with it. There's yeah. lots of mm-hmm. like you know writing the entire Bible on a grain of rice. There's like stuff like that. I feel like there's quite a few rituals that involve rice. Scarier than a gra- grain of quinoa, I guess. So. Like, All right. You know, no no one has like an ear of wheat. All you right. Know, That's true. In like any of these rituals, so yeah, you put a piece of your fingernail in it, which is you know it's kind of fun because it's not just like blood. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's not like as dramatic. I like that it's not like ooh, we're the spookiest and scariest and most evil devil summoning ritual you can yeah. find. It's more like I, this I is like something, but it's not. Not necessarily trying to be evil, but yeah. it just seems like yeah, I like. So it. using the needle and red thread, stitch the doll closed, without snipping the thread. Take the remaining length, wrap it around the doll, and tie off the end. Weird. Huh. Weird that you can't cut it. Like, and is the needle still attached? I suppose attached? it's like a binding thing. Mm. Hmm. So, fill the bathtub with water. Then purify the room in which your hiding sp- place is located with the incense or ofuda. Once it has been purified, set the television in the same room. Place a cup of water on the sharp edge inside the hiding place. Six. Name the doll. George. Ooh. <laughs> of course, a reference to the, the American president at the time. George. Yeah, of course. Uh, Bush. <laughs> George H. W. Bush. Bush. Not the president at the time, but his esteemed father. <laughs> Famous for his intervention in Kuwait and uh, restrained use of force. Joe uh, has been stabbed by a killer doll. I would like everyone to send in their condolences. I think, Joe, I think you need to have a hands-off policy with the mic. Following that moment of silence, uh, we will return to our yet regularly scheduled programming. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you all for your uh, your kind in memoriam. We, we are we are joined <laughs> by the ghost of Joseph Perez. That that is I. No, you're talking George H. W. Bush, father of President George Bush. That I that's not his father. That's the name of my doll. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, okay, so so you've you've gone into the bathroom. You have a cup of water and a sharp edge. You have George Herbert Walker Bush with some string tied around him, and he's full of rice. The bathtub is full of... (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) Like, just like a skinned human that you filled with rice? That's like the spookiest horror movie concept I've heard. For the record, I was still thinking of a doll that was just named George Herbert Walker Bush, but that is quite a horrifying concept. Like, it reminds me of Midsummer, where they just, like, skin people and stuff them. Or Haunting in Connecticut Part 2, Ghosts of Georgia. Never at one point do you skin the doll, you disembowel it. We'd be disemboweling George H.W. Bush. Well, if you were going to do that to a human, though, you'd basically be skinning it, right? No. Skinning implies removing the top layer of the skin and I leaving the rest in so, but I mean, I guess so, because I guess you don't really need it to last long for the yeah. ritual. Um, wait, so so <laughs> the cup of water and the sharp are in a different room, They're right? in a different room that's going to be your hiding place. And the TV's in there too, right? Yes. Okay. So, begin at precisely 3 a.m., right? Repeat the following phrase to the doll three times, filling in your own name where appropriate. Quote, your name is the first it. Uh, go to the bathroom, submerge the doll in the bathtub, and leave it there. Then turn out all the lights in your house. Go to your hiding place and switch on the television. Close your eyes and count to ten. When you have finished counting, open your eyes, retrieve your sharp edge, and return to the bathroom. Move the doll from the bathtub and say the following phrase to it. Filling in the doll's name where appropriate. I have found you, the doll's name. Use your sharp edge to cut the red thread binding the doll. Say the following phrase to the doll, filling in the doll's name where appropriate. You are the next it. Then return the doll to the bathroom. Quickly return to your hiding place. Remain as silent as possible. Then the ending. Take a large mouthful of salt water. Do not swallow it. Hold it in your mouth. Keep the cup containing the rest of the salt water in your hand. Emerge from your hiding place and begin looking for the doll. Note, the doll may not necessarily be in the bathroom where you left it. (laughs) Three, when you find the doll, pour the remaining salt water in the cup over it. Inspectorate the salt water in your mouth over the doll as well. Repeat the following phrase to the doll three times. I win. But what? Is that it? That, that's the instructions. Um, there's a postscript, and there are um, additional notes as well. All right, well, first hmm. of all, I have to say, 
what's the alternative that you lose? Does the doll like just like it like teeters down the hallway, stuffed full of now like expanded rice, so this thing's like just like chonking around. <laughs> like just like, like a bloated like doll. Yeah, like quietly just opens the door and it just like stares at you until you like acknowledge well, it. I guess the alternative is that you don't find the doll. Right, and then you just know, in theory, that it is somewhere in your house. I feel like at that point you have to just burn your house down, right? And I claim, mean, claim insurance. That's horrifying. Oh, God. You oh, just know horrible. that there's yeah. this bloated rice-filled doll that's been skinned <laughs> and wrapped in thread. You've named it George Herbert Walker Bush, and now it's just sitting somewhere. It's going to get a U.N. <laughs> approval. Call for an intervention against you due to your invasion of Kuwait. I also just like the idea that this is, what, like at 3 a.m., so you go in there and turn on the TV. Like, it's not going to be, like, something creepy. It's probably going to be, like, an episode of Golden Girls. Even say turn on, like it doesn't even say to turn on the TV, I don't think. in the beginning. It's not like you go into the room, you turn on the TV. Oh, yes. You, you, switch, you switch on the television, you close your eyes and count to ten. Okay, yes. So if we tried this in a dorm, the, the idea would be we would have to use a, a, a bathtub that's in one of the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I guess... That would complicate things a little bit, but other than that, there are some of them. Yeah, yeah. It's not not that it's not doable. That we do a theme house. Really doable. Ooh, especially. And then if the doll, you know, is lost, we can't find it. We'll know it's in the theme house and not anywhere near where we need to sleep. So yep. this is true. This is one hundred percent true. Uh, What's this uh, postscript? I'm so curious. So the postscript says, it's just one. It's just one thing. It says once the game has been completed, allow the doll to dry, then burn it and discard the remains. That's. Well, ah. I like the phrase remains. Yeah. Like, what? What the heck? I like how creeped out you're getting. It adds a lot to the drama, Kate. I, I don't know. I just find this so creepy. Yeah, the writing to this is quite good. Yeah. The way it's phrased. Because it, it's just, it's not, the thing that's freaky about it is it doesn't feel like it's trying to be creepy at all. It's just some mm. weird thing. I mean, I feel like it could be wholesome, but there's something not wholesome about it, and I can't quite put my finger on mm. it, you know? The whole, like, discard the remains, you know, like that, like, it just yeah. sounds a little creepy, yeah. you know? Okay, so there's some additional notes. The first is that the rice represents the doll's internal organs. Oh, Additionally, it serves as bait to attract spirits. Uh, the red thread represents a blood vessel and seals whatever spirits you might have attracted inside the doll. Snipping the thread in the main event, step six, releases the spirits. Uh, when naming your doll, do not give it your own name. It is also advisable to avoid giving it the name of anyone you know. So. I wonder what happens if you do. Um, I'm guessing that the demon might try and, p- p- like, possess them. Hmm. Considering you're literally inviting it. That's funny. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I probably wouldn't succeed because they're not in like a petition to be possessed, but we'll probably fuck them up a bit. That certainly could, yeah. But um, yeah, the uh, that's oh, that's mm, yeah. I don't know. I I uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I want to try things, this one. There's some other things not to do. Uh, once the game has begun, do not do any of the following things until it's been completed. Uh, don't turn on the lights. Don't lock any doors, um, including front or back doors. Uh, make don't make unnecessary noise and don't leave your house. I wonder why you can't lock the doors. Oh, maybe so the spirits, oh, so the spirits can, can get, get in. in. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Um, it's generally not it's not generally advisable to emerge from your hiding place in the ending step two without both holding the salt water in your mouth and carrying the cup with the remaining salt water in your hand. Should anything have found its way into your house during the course of the game, it will act as safeguards and protect you from any harm your visitor or visitors may attempt to inflict upon you. Ooh. Oh, that's spooky. Uh, the purpose of the television is to alert you to the presence of these potential visitors. Should it begin to display abnormal behavior, do not, under any circumstances, leave your hiding place without the salt water. Oh, that's freaky. It is. Some, uh, what's, what's that movie called? Some Poltergeist. Oh, yeah, yeah with the TV, yeah. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> that is so spooky. I feel like we need to try this. Yeah, I think the difficulty might be... I guess it wouldn't be that hard to get a TV going. I guess it would be hard to get, like, cable. Yeah, do you need cable for this TV? If I'm watching, like, Netflix Ken Burns, like... My (laughs) guess would be that it's simply an electronic device that has a pretty... Like, it's either working or it's not, you know what I mean? Like... I suppose so. I would think... I don't know, if it's like if I have my iPad in front of me and I'm watching, like, a YouTube video on it, I, I feel like that doesn't have the same effect as just... 
that I'm sort of some uh, late night comedy or like yeah. playing yeah. some hearts and fire. And I don't have control over it as well. Like that's the true. TV, the thing, like yeah. whatever it comes TV's up on like the TV. Things about TV is that it's receiving things and mm. also receiving things like you know through radio waves through like frequency, which I suppose is probably more like easily influenced that's than true. internet stuff, You're which right, is a bit yeah. more abstract. Oh, there's some fun stuff. Um, do not allow the game to go on for longer than two hours. Once it has been started, the game must be played through to completion. Do not attempt to abandon it partway through. To do so would result in disaster. Oh. Hmm. Disaster. That's wanna, not ideal. Yeah, I wonder what that looks like. Like, is it all just, you can find me? Like, is it just start, like, coming to you, like, weeping in the middle of the night? Like, pushes your door open, crying? Like, I'm Not now, George H.W. Bush. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> That'd be so creepy. Not, not if it was named George H.W. Bush, of course, but, you know. If just, like, a doll started, you just heard a doll crying in the middle of the night. That would be quite horrifying. Oh, that would be so sad. Like, can you imagine it's, like, distantly crying? Like, you know it's somewhere way off in the house and you can't quite figure out where? Ooh. I, I feel like it would seem kind of, kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, if you were just like, oh, I just want to sleep and you didn't go find it, and it just kept on crying because it just wanted to be your friend so badly. It must be wholesome and really spooky and really sad at the same time. I guess what happens things. next is the concerning thing. Like, if it gets sad for too long, you know, th- does it become angry? What, what happens next? Does the doll ever seek vengeance? Yeah, Did that's it? a really, really cursed ritual. I really yeah. like that. I Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones we've looked into so far. Like, I know we've read a lot, but that's a good one. Very spooky. Yeah, let me find the um, FAQ on that. Yeah, another... I'm trying to think of other good rituals I've heard of. There's one really good one I heard about in high school, and this one just stuck with me for some reason. It was, um... You, like, go in, like, a dark closet, and you, um... Have, like, a mirror in there, and you light a candle... And you sit there, and I don't know if you chant some stuff or write things in blood or whatever, and um, the devil will appear to you, apparently, in the mirror. But the trick is you have to be in there for two hours. You can be in there for less, but you cannot exceed two hours. But you're not allowed to have a watch or a clock. You have to train yourself to know what two hours feels like. Mm -hmm. And you can ask him anything, and he just appears in the mirror. But the thing is, apparently, like, hey, you just get sucked in because you can literally know anything. So mm-hmm. it's hard to know when that two hours is up. Mm. And the other thing is, if you ever don't look at the mirror, he, like, escapes. Mm. So you have to look at it literally every second. Like, even if your eyes just, like, flit away, like, that's... From, from, what, I, from what I understand, that's, a, that's like a thing of there's an illusion where if you look at your own face in low light, yeah. it's demonic. I've heard that. I I've, have as well. I've never tried it, and I never want to, because yeah. it seems too... Like, I feel like it I, just... I've already find mirrors to be a bit cursed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's some good ones. Um, what happens if you turn on the lights before the game is over? Do you really want to make it any easier for the doll to find you? Oh. Ooh. Uh, so television has to be tuned to white noise. Um, don't think it has to be, but um, it can be tuned to an actual channel or to white noise, but it should work either way. Hmm. I just like the idea of, like, watching sitcom reruns. Yeah. Like, while you're playing this, like, game with a demon doll. Just some terrible infomercials or something. Yeah, like, like literally. <laughs> it's just like... Like the Slap Shop. <laughs> meanwhile... <laughs> or... What if you've named your doll George H.W. Bush, and then you turn on the TV, and it just so happens, like 3 a.m., whatever it is, there's a documentary on about Kuwait or something like that, you know? Or there's, like, something That's to do true. with George H.W. Bush, which shouldn't be on at 3 a.m., but it, but, it, but it could be, you know? Would, that, would you take it as a sign, or would you just take it as an odd coincidence? I think you I think would pray to George H.W. Bush, who is alive at this point. To uh, deliver you um, using uh, UN sanction action. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think th- I think probably the most famous of these rituals actually is um, the elevator ritual, mm. which was made famous by the uh, Eliza Lamb incident. Oh yeah, because yeah, it was yeah. speculated mm. that she was playing this, even though that is not not likely. Yeah, if um, anybody hasn't heard of the Eliza Lamb story, it's um this woman. There's a video of there's like a good Buzzfeed unsolved. And um, there's, you know, this security footage of her going into an elevator in a hotel, <laughs> acting really weird. She, like, steps in and out of the elevator. She, like, looks out of the doors. She's acting kind of weird. Like, she kind of seems like she's on drugs. 
and then she was later found in a water tower on the like, so like roof. A water tank. In, in the tank, above yeah. Above her clothes, behind her. Yeah. Mm. Decomposing, yeah. and they found that because of um, like, like people complained of how the water tasted at the hotel. Yeah. Which is Ooh. yeah, which is unpleasant. Definitely not a not, not a five star review. Um, so, so this this idea of this uh, elevator game came to prominence both because of that because it's one of the more easy to do rituals. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, this is kind of a translation from um, Korean. Mm-hmm. It seems to originate on a Korean website. Um, so yeah, so basically, it's a one-person thing, and you just need uh, a building. You mean a building that's at least ten stories high with an elevator. So basically, you enter the building. And you get in on the first floor, and you have to be in there alone. So you press a button to the fir- fourth floor. When the elevator reaches the fourth floor, don't get out. Instead, remain in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. Um, then you press the, go to the second floor, press the button for the sixth floor. When you go to the sixth floor, press the button for the second floor. When you reach the second floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the tenth floor. When you reach the tenth floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the fifth floor. When you reach the fifth floor, a young woman may enter the elevator. Do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She is not what she seems. Press the button for the first floor. The elevator begins ascending to the tenth floor. Instead of the descending to the first, you may proceed. If the elevator descends to the first floor, exit as soon as the doors open. Do not look back. Do not speak. So if you reach the tenth floor, you may either choose to get off the elevator or just stay stay on it. If you choose to get off, and if the wom- woman um, entered the elevator on the fifth floor, she will ask you, where are you going? Do not answer her. Do not look back at her. You will know whether you have arrived at the other world by one indication, and one indication only. The only person present in it is you. Uh, the return trip. If you chose to stay on the elevator at the 10th floor, uh, press the button for the first floor. If it doesn't work, keep pressing it until it finally does. Uh, when the elevator reaches the first floor, exit as soon as the doors open. Do not look back. Do not speak. So, yeah. Um... If you choose to exit the elevator at the 10th floor, you must return to the same elevator um, as the one in which you were in when you arrived. Uh, when you enter the elevator, press the buttons in the same order you did in steps 2 through 8 of venturing out. You should finish at the 5th floor. Uh, when you reach the 5th floor, press the button for the 1st floor. The elevator will again begin to ascend to the 10th floor. Press any other floor's button to cancel the ascension. You must press the button you use to cancel the ascension before you reach the 10th floor. After you reach the 1st floor, check your surroundings carefully. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail, do not exit the elevator. Oh, if you detect funny. something wrong, repeat step two until your surroundings look as they should. Once you're confident you have returned to your own world, you may safely exit the elevator. Wasn't there a thing about what happens when you get off at there the is. There are some additional yeah. notes. I have to say, the thing about these rituals I like is how uh, matter-of-fact they're written. Yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of a similar creep as the SCP, yeah. where yeah. it's definitely... Um, clinicalness and the matter-of-factness, because it's written as though they are real, it's not written with the kind of flourish of, like, a narrative. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I 100% agree. Also, just a reminder, you're listening to WCCS, Wheaton College Radio, 96.5. This is Goatman's Gorge. Anyways, continue. Um, yeah, so, should you should you reach the other world, the floor onto which you will emerge will look almost identical to the one safe from your own from one from your own world say for two things. All the lights will be off and the only thing we'll be able to see from the windows is a red cross in the distance. Um, some say that electronic devices don't work in the other world, some say they do. Getting back to your own world may be more difficult than it seems. You may become disoriented and forget which elevator in which you arrive. The elevator may seem to get further and further away from you as you walk towards and so on. Be vigilant and keep your wits about you. Um, if at any point during the ritual, you faint, pass out, or otherwise lose consciousness, you will likely wake up in your own home. However, be sure to carefully examine your surroundings upon waking up. The home to which you have been returned may not be the one you left when you first set out to attempt this ritual. Oh, that's so Ooh. weird. Oh, this like, is fun. I just love the red cross in the distance. Yeah. Like, what the... What? Like, it's I don't... It's spooky. Yeah. It's quite bizarre, yeah, where it's just like this kind of like... It's almost like an empty, like, world. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's crossing over into a dimension, but the dimension isn't like. There's nothing alternate about it. It's just weird and desolate. Yeah, yeah. like they, uh, there are like dimensions out there that are just kind of like ours, but worse. Yeah, <laughs> everything like it is, exist. but worse. Yeah. yeah, like just people aren't there, but it's still like the world, but it's just depopulated. There's yeah. Someone concerning the woman on the fifth floor. Do not speak to her. Do not look at her. If you do, she may decide to keep her you for her own. 
Huh. That's a little weird. Like, what's yeah. she... What's she... What's she doing? I, that's... She's, yeah. She's getting a collection. That's I wonder really what happens if other people get on as you're doing this. Yeah, like, you're in a public building. Um, like, what yeah. you... Basically, if other people get on, it won't work. Oh. That's stupid. So I guess you have to go at a really inconvenient time. Yeah. That one's really... That one's always kind of spooked me. Like, yeah. just like... I don't know. Like, just... In, especially, like, when you get off at the end, and it's like, this world might be... A little off, and then therefore, it's a little spooky. Now, the, my question is, say you get out, like everything looked fine at first, sort of, and then you get out and you're like, oh no, things are terribly wrong, can I you get back on? I think on? you have to get back to the elevator and try and get back to your own mm. dimension. Hmm. That's so weird. I, yeah. yeah, that's that's a... So yeah, you have to tell like that it's the young woman from your peripheral vision, like you can't look directly at her. Uh, I guess you just have to assume that everybody who gets on is the young woman. Well, yeah. I guess only on the fifth only floor. Uh, only after you've done the thing on the fifth floor. Yeah. That's so, uh, yeah, that one's a little spooky. I'd be down to try it, though. Like, I'm I'm ready to see the other world. Like, what, what, what could there possibly be? A red cross in the distance? Like, Does yeah, time run the same speed in the other world as it does here? Not necessarily. Oh. Hmm. Oh, I, I don't like it when things mess with time. That's yeah. just, I, no, I don't fly for that. Shouldn't we help this poor woman on the fifth floor to get out? What if she's stuck there, too? That's what she wants you to think. Oh. I love that. I like this honeypot idea. It's quite fun. Yeah, this yeah. is, is kind of good. I'm like, I, and I, I'm, uh, with what you said, like, just how it's so matter-of-fact, too, mm-hmm. I think that just lends to the kind of weird, creepy nature of it. There's another good one. How long can you safely stay in the other world? It's never safe. Okay, well, that's huh. just unhelpful. Yeah. Like, I, give me an hour, you bozos. Like, come on. I think basically the fact that you're going there is dumb, and um, so you sh- probably should not try and spend time there. And yeah. don't tell me how to go there, clowns. Like, <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying it's just for science. It's just documentation. For science. Like, that's the other thing, too, is, okay, clearly the other world is not safe, but, like, there are clearly people who, some say electronics work, some say it doesn't. Mm-hmm. That means more than one person has been dumb enough to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like I want to meet someone who's, like, actually legitimately tried one of these. I mean, there are know? videos on the internet. I've never watched any videos of someone trying to play these games. Ooh, huh, um, really? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I, think there are, I think there are YouTube channels based off, like, of people doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some where the people have just, like, just suddenly stopped doing it. Oh, huh. weird. I feel like that's something... Like that's I've, I've looked at, like, the Reddit thing of, uh, like, you know, people talking about doing these rituals, and there are some people that will just, like, stop responding, and they're like, and someone's like, hey, has anyone heard from, like, so-and-so in a while? And they're like, no, they did this ritual, we just haven't heard from them. Can you huh. imagine, we should, like, start, like, a Reddit account where yeah. we just, like, troll people, and we're just like, we're like, gonna do this ritual, lol, not gonna do the salt circles, that's lame, and then just don't respond, and we're gonna delete the account, like... Yeah. You have to build up a provenance Yeah, you do. You have to be like, oh, yeah, I did this ritual. You know, it went well. It was a bit weird. I remember that weird, like, shower man ritual thing. Oh, the rain That was so long. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Camping shower man. It was something to do. It was like you get in the shower. It was so long, extended, and just seemed so miserable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what even happened It was incredibly bizarre. I think that's what we'll have to talk about next.